Hey everybody, it's Steve and Dave from the Wretched Hive Podcast, and we want to take a moment to tell you about a new show that we're launching called The Electoral College. We want to be your destination show to find out about politics and listen to the news stories of the day and the week, and listen to two friends just talk about what's going on in the country and try to filter through all of the signal-to-noise ratio and arrive at some actual facts and truth. We often talk about politics on the side when we're not talking Star Wars, and so we want to share a little bit of that with you so that you can learn from us, we can learn from you, and hopefully we'll all learn together. There's a lot of false dichotomy out there in the country right now that what's right, what's wrong, this is my side, this is your side, and that's not what's going to move the country forward. That's not what's going to move the process forward. And these dialogues and conversations that we've had as friends offline, we've realized maybe that will spark some healthy conversation about what some solutions are and understanding what the process is that's happening right now. Look for us on iTunes, the Electoral College Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TECpod20. Also, TEC Podcast on Facebook. So we'll see you there. Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any other MP3 player that you might have. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Iceland Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. We have a ton of new Star Wars news this week. It's been a while. We have a new Star Wars television announcement, The Mandalorian. We can see pictures of that. The Resistance premiered. Scott bought the solo Blu-ray. And more exciting Star Wars news on this episode of the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, October 12th, 2018, episode number 72. My name is Steve Baldwin, and the entire Hive is along for the ride tonight. So let's get it started off. Let's get something off. Let's get... Wow. <laughs> With the Wookiee co-pilot! Wow. The pork is right behind you guys. <laughs> Greg Lent! Hello, Hivers and Hivettes, Hivians and Hivamaniacs. I can't wait to talk to you. We thought there was going to be so few things to speak about, but rearing its beautiful, glorious, vibrant mane of gloriousness... Star Wars news all up in our face, neck, and chest. I hope there's some high vets out there. I think so. There's a few. I think so. There's a few high vets. Yeah. I, I love the high vets. My wife's a high vet. <laughs> yes. Well, if she would listen to the show, I mean, she would. I was going to say, is she? Yeah, no. <laughs> is she really? Not really. She? Uh, also on the show tonight, he is a lifelong Star Wars fan. Scott! Ivansky. Hey, Steve. I'm so glad to be here. You know, you say that all the time. It's been almost three years. And that mm-hmm. title, I felt like the last few months, I've kind of lost that title. Really? You think so? Well, I I, I brought it back. Okay. I got my game back on. Did you Ooh. die over the last couple of weeks or something like that? No, I actually <laughs> now own all the actual movies. All the actual movies. Yes, Last Jedi. We already went over this, but now I have Solo. I think I'm caught up, so mm. I, I feel better. I feel better like I really own up to that title. Is The Last Jedi your favorite of the series? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> uh, also on the show tonight, he is the captain of the... Millennial Falcon! Nico Rodriguez! As long as somebody's talking to Moonfish out there somewhere, <laughs> somebody's getting off. Life is good. <laughs> Life is good when you're... And a moon Can I say something about Nico before we move on to the longest intro ever? Please do. 
Uh, Nico, your goal tonight is to be uh, have more participation mm. than your actual intro that we played earlier. <laughs> okay? So you have 24.5 wow. seconds. You've got to talk tonight, okay? It's calling you out. Yep. All right. Scott's a bitch. He's a big fat bitch. He's a big fish. And the whole wide world. Do I win? Nope. I wasn't timing. You got to start over. <laughs> Somebody said Scott is a big fat bitch. And you know what that means. And finally. Oculus Repair We have. Alohomora. Dave. Wingardium Leviosa. Under. No circumstances. Brachium. Emendo. Should you ever. Expelliarmus. And I mean. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Arresto momentum. Fuck is. <laughs> what was that? I don't think that's a real spell. <laughs> Potter. Forget a kiss. <laughs> what the hell? Was that one Nicolas Cage? What was that? I like fuckus. The I... intro is don't call me Harry Potter, so it's all Harry Potter sound clips. I know, clips. I was oh, loving this. Great. Good. But nobody, nobody, if you noticed, said the words Harry Potter. Mm. They were all spelled. True. It's true, and you picked up another 3.6 seconds for that bit of observation there. Good job, sir. Well played. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening to you out there in Wretched Hiveland, wherever, whenever, however you are listening. Thank you to my favorite rebel scum, Steve Baldwin, for the introduction. You're welcome. And uh, it is October AF. When the hell did that happen? The year is almost over, and I was talking about this night at dinner with some folks. Next year, 2019, is like the geek year because we have the end of Game of Thrones in 2019 we have Avengers for the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it up till this point and we're going to have Star Wars Episode 9 the end of the Skywalker family saga like what what is there left to do in 2020 did the Mayans just get it wrong and the calendar just really ends in 2019 or what what's going to happen here Fortnite <laughs> we're all gonna start playing fortnite you know it, it is kind of funny like there's no new star wars announcement there's no new marvel announcement the, uh, dc is just a black hole of just fucking suck right now everybody who's getting in there quits except for james gunn apparently oh yes yeah, so there's, there's a new james gunn announcement today oh really yeah mm. yes okay. yeah oh we'll talk about that all right well, it's not James really an Gunn announcement. It's, got it's, a job, a well, guys. it's a well-sourced rumor. It's not. I haven't seen a formal announcement from Warner Brothers, but correct, correct. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Okay, can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, if you have ever been a black hole of fucking suck, <laughs> give us a call and let us know how that went. Five six two four five five four four eight three. That's five six two four five five hive that's h-i-v-e in case you can't spell hive you goddamn right dave and you can also look us up on the web at www.therechedhive.net we're on facebook at facebook.com forward slash wretched hive podcast we're on twitter at wretch hive pod and you can always email the show at show at therechedhive.net oh and don't forget to download our app the wretched app from the Apple iTunes store, and it's on sale this week. For yeah, it's half price. It's half price <laughs> on sale. Zero. Half price is yeah. zero. It costs zero. That's yes, amazing. it's free oh. on the Apple App Store. But and if you wait till next week, we're going to give you a two for one special. You can give your friends a code, <laughs> and then they can get it for free. Also, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for reminding me about that. We Nico. should totally do that. <laughs> Here's your code for your free copy. <laughs> From and on the fifth copy. Tuesday of the month, Steve Baldwin is paying everybody a thousand dollars to download the app. Oh, whoa! Wow, wow. generous! It's free, and you get what you pay for. That's all I'm saying <laughs> with the app. Uh, all right, couple news, a uh, couple wretched Hivian centric news stories oh. to talk about um, before we get into the actual news. Scott, you bought the solo Blu-ray. I did, and so you were. Uh, we were discussing this a couple of episodes ago when I and others. Uh, procured the digital 
download version, but you have the actual disc, and you got to watch some bonus features. I did. Uh, I want to thank you guys, actually, for bringing this up. Uh, but I got to sit down and watch everything on that disc. I went through that thing, like, with a fine-tooth comb. So yeah. that roundtable interview with Ron Howard is absolutely the most uncomfortable thing in the entire Star Wars cinematic history. So set the stage a little bit, Scott. So well, I'll set the stage for you. So this is this is Ron Howard. Is it, yeah. Is it more uncomfortable than sex in the back of a Volkswagen bug? You know it is. You know it is, Dave. Leading a conversation with the cast yes. of Solo. Now, as we all know, Ron Howard came in the in the middle of the movie, showed up it will I don't know if he came in the middle of the movie. I'm, that would I'm be sure really he did. Awkward, he got that announcement. You know he did. He he took the job as the new director, yes. replacing Lord and Miller, about halfway through. And so the table read was a little bit awkward. Oh, man. oh no, no, no. It, it went beyond awkward. So the first, I think it was right out the gate, they start talking. And the way that Ron is talking to all the actors is just like... That really uncomfortable teacher you had that that couldn't quite connect with the kids, that didn't know how to talk, didn't know how to teach, and he's pointing people out, like calling them out to make these like comments. So the first, like within the first three or four minutes, mm-hmm. he's doing this roundtable thing where he's pointing people, talking about what did you do when uh, you were called out, uh, when you got you got the call that you were in Star Wars. So everyone's kind of weird because he wasn't involved in it at that point, and then they start playing clips. Oh, oh. Uh, Alden. Hmm. Greg, what's his last name again? Thank you. I can never get the pronunciation. So he starts going off on this tangent. First of all, he's stoned out of his mind during this interview. (laughs) And second, he goes off on this tangent about the scene where he's first being, like, he goes from his experience of being told to suddenly now I'm, I'm shooting for the first time with Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. The scene in the mud. And they cut to a scene which looks like Ron is not involved in that scene. And I'm just thinking, how awkward is that moment when you're watching a scene where you weren't there and there's the original directors? Uh, I couldn't yeah. tell which one it was. But it's, it's weird, though. It there's is. It's just a weird vibe. Oh, yeah. I got through halfway and I'm like, yeah. I can't continue watching this. I feel weird. Woody Harrelson has a moment where it had the worst, longest pause ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Now, did you watch the movie itself? I did. And how does it look on the Blu-ray? It looks fantastic. I don't have the 4K, so mm-hmm. uh, Blu-ray definitely looks spotless. Dave, did you buy that on, on 4K? I did buy it on 4K. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, though. Yeah. Okay. I I bought it on... I think I bought a limited edition accidentally accidentally from Target, to be honest. Nice. Accidentally. accidentally. I love yeah. that. Right. Yeah. The only thing is, uh, was it Dave then? Dave, did you have that special thing where that showed some of the Disneyland, uh, the Star Wars land that's coming? I think so, yeah. Okay, oh. my, mine did not have that. Hmm. So I was kind of yeah. bummed about that. Coming in the spring. We're, that's coming up. That's like around a few months away now. Yeah. Right. Quick question for you, Scott. In yes. Did Alden have his hands on his hips the whole time? Unfortunately, <laughs> you know what? When he walked in, he did. Okay? Yeah. They all walked I into swear. this room. Somebody cracks a really bad joke oh. about... Oh, nice. There we, got we there. got a visual on it. Let's see. Very um, nice. All right, so I'm looking at a visual only at Target. Still in the wrapper, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Uh, I so, keep it wrapped, baby. Nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, actually, Nico, you are, you are correct. He does, when he walks in, he's kind of got his hands on his hips like he's, like he's Han Solo. Hmm. So. Or Ricky Bobby. Or Ricky Bobby. All right. So, so thumbs up or thumbs down on the, on the Solo Blu-ray? I liked it. Uh, all the extra features that, you know, are the, the others that are included are, are wonderful. Nice little, uh, documentaries that they put on there. The deleted scenes are fine. Um, the movie itself, uh, I enjoyed. However... Thank you, Nico. I did have to sit there and watch Alden and sit there and point out every damn time he did do that with the hips. And the, I'm like, now I'm never. <laughs> Once you it. see it, you can't unsee it. Oh, you can't. You totally did you count can't. them. I didn't. Oh, I should. Ooh. I I didn't. You, um, you know what? We should we should all watch it and make a drinking game out of it. Oh my god! Every, every time, time you could... see him with his hands on his hips, you take yeah. a drink. I don't think any of us will be able to drive home if we do that. No, you, you won't make it through like the first 35 minutes of that film. Now I need to count. Yeah. I need to see that movie before the next 
uh, show, and I need to count. Oh, that's nice. What do you got there, Dave? Is that the like the packet? It's like a uh, slip cardboard case insert. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a little booklet that came uh, came with the movie. I mean, it came with the Blu-ray. Nice. So it's got a <laughs> forward by Ron Howard. Very nice. Cool. And like who's who of the characters. So if you don't know who Han Solo is, you can just flip to the pages about Han Solo and read about him. Is there, nice. does, does he have his hands on his hips <clears throat> in that photo? Does it give credit to Wikipedia? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> No story development by Wikipedia. <laughs> so here's the one thing, though. It did change my perspective on one thing as much uh, as same as Last Jedi. Mm. Um, I have a new respect, first of all, for uh, what's his face, Ryan's Johnson. Uh, mm. Not the movie itself, but what they were trying to accomplish. This, I will say, I enjoyed it pretty much the same. I still don't need the scene where the Imperial guy, the, the Imperial whatever. <clears throat> Guard gate guy or whatever just oh. makes up Solo's Gives last him his name. name. Yeah. It's However, it's not as cringe. Cringe. I can't say that tonight. Oh my god, I'm off my game. It is not as cringe worthy yeah. as as I originally felt it was. Yeah. Right. At but, first viewing, it's kind of like. Oh, but I do feel I that, that a lot of the other actors outperform Alden. Hmm. Uh, he's not bad. But now watching it, whatever, a second or third third time. This third time, yeah. Well, not to be an apologist for him, but let me go ahead and do that. I mean, can you imagine the pressure stepping into that role? Yeah, Remember, I know. We were we were pontificating quite a bit about who who could step into the Han the role of Han Solo. Yeah. You gotta have some king size cojones to do that. Here's what I felt this time about Alden. Mm. I still enjoyed it. I know Nico loathed him and I, I get what you, I get where you're coming from. But let me just say this. The new feeling I get towards him is that feeling that he's kind of like Tom Cruise. He constantly mm. is like smiling for the camera. And he could have gotten mm. so much more deeper into that character mm-hmm. and more realistic feeling. And he just feels like this a little bit too much, like stop catering to the camera and start yeah. focusing on the scene and the moment. And and that's that's how I kind of I'm- walked away at yeah. I'm I'm not sure he's enough of a Scientologist to be the next Tom Cruise. True, true. <laughs> All right, but overall, I'm yeah. hearing thumbs up for, thumbs the, up, for yeah. the Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, good. Yeah. All right. So we have another quick review, and uh, Greg, you got a chance to play a game that's a little bit uh, long in the tooth already, but Battlefront Two. Yes, thanks to uh, to uh, PlayStation putting a huge flash sale a couple of weeks back. I was able to pick up a Battlefront. Front, Battlefront 2 mm-hmm. for only 10 bucks, guys. 10 bucks. That's Fuck oh, you, man. all you guys who paid 90 bucks when that thing came out. 10 bucks for me. Now, is, that on, is that on PlayStation? Sony PlayStation or Xbox? Or what do you got there? It's available across all platforms uh, PC, Xbox, PlayStation. I bought it for PlayStation. That's okay. my console of choice in the house. I um, and, I, and I haven't finished the campaign yet, and I won't go online to, to do multiplayer just because that's not my thing. I don't do that at all. It, it bores me to tears. Um, but I did get a chance to spend about two or three hours playing through the campaign mode, which was lacking from the last version of the game. And they did include a full one-player campaign that you can play through. And while the gameplay is is okay, it's a, it's I don't think it's anything earth-shattering as far as first-person shooters go. I tell you what, I'm really getting my $10 worth out of the story that's developed for this game. Usually the game stories are really kind of cheesy and just getting you to the next whatever, the next MacGuffin you got to get to. But the story in this one is is pretty decent. I'm I'm enjoying my $10 worth. So if you got a spare $10 to spend, you know, spend it on this. It's wor- well worth it. And this the the big difference between well, what would you say the big difference between uh, Battlefront 1 and 2 is? Well, in Battlefront 1, there was no campaign mode to speak of. So yeah. the only option you had was to go right in and go multiplayer. Yeah. Um, there were some challenge miss- missions you could do, which were basically just multiplayer against the computer. Yeah. But there was there was no option to go in and just <clears throat> play as a, a, play a single-player campaign where you're progressing through a story, if you will. Of like, so there's there's an actual storyline. You start as a as an imperial strike team leader. Actually, is what you start out as. And spoiler alert: things don't go well, um, <laughs> and you quickly defect over to the rebellion side. Uh, and uh, uh, 
Okay. And the story progresses from there. Cool. Well, sounds fun. Okay, well, you, yeah. you convinced me. And where did you get this for 10 bucks? Uh, I bought so there was a sale on the PlayStation Store where I got it for ten bucks a couple weeks ago. I don't. I know you got Xbox. I don't know if the, if they were also had it on sale for Xbox, and I don't even know if it's still for sale on Xbox. I picked it up. I don't know, like two weeks ago or something like okay. that. But I'm sure even brand new. I'm sure the price is not more than you know fifteen or twenty bucks, and I'm sure sales go on all the time for this thing. So just keep your eyes peeled. Um, it's it's worth the ten bucks to go to drop on this. So. Okay. Nice, nice. Well, I gotta say, uh, campaign-wise and story-wise, the last time I was really like entertained by a Star Wars video game that had a story, an ongoing story of say like thirty levels or something, was probably back in the Dark Forces and Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight days. I was gonna say Masters of Terrascasi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this game is That's no, actually canon, by uh, the way. Now. Yes, it is. This yeah. game is no uh, Knights of the Old Republic, which was a fantastic, um, uh, not a first-person shooter. It was more of an RPG, yeah. um, kind of in the in the line of Skyrim or Fallout, one of those types of games. Preach it. Um, but it's a, it's 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 strong. It's solid. The story is really solid. It's keeping me entertained. It's keeping me intrigued. Uh, you know, you get visits from Han Solo. I've gotten visits from Princess Leia. I got a visit from Luke Skywalker. So you get to revisit all these old characters. So thumbs oh. up. So you'll, you're saying you'll you'll finish this thing? You got that? Yeah, I'll finish, okay. I'll, I'll finish it up. I'm not going to finish it right away. I, my my time for gaming is limited nowadays, so I gotta, like I say, I've played it for about I don't know over the past two weeks, maybe about two or three hours total. Okay, awesome, cool. very good. So yeah. I'm hearing another thumbs up. Yeah, from I, I give this game this. A, a thumbs up if you get it on the cheap. Got it. Very cool. All right, I'm in. All right, well, uh, I've got a review to throw in there, and that is that uh, last week I had a rare opportunity to uh, have Monday off as a civil servant. I had Indigenous People's Day off. Very cool. And uh, I decided to go to downtown Disney and experience the uh, Void VR experience. It's called Secrets of the Empire. I void with Secrets of the Empire every day. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. wow. Every morning. <laughs> um, this thing is a it's a it's a partnership with uh, ILM X Lab and Lucasfilm. Cool. And it's a fully immersive uh, VR experience. They use the Oculus headset. Oh, nice. Um, now it did cost. It was thirty five bucks. Oh my God! Seriously? Yes, thirty five dollars, <laughs> and it's about a twenty minute experience. So it, it's. You know, you can do the math there. Yeah. Right. Those, rate, those rates are pretty good. <laughs> Better than Tijuana, I'm just saying. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. I've So the uh, way this thing works is you, you, you queue up. There's four at a time go through the experience. And they take you in the back. They, um, they have you watch a video. This does sound like Tijuana. Right. <laughs> and... Um, yeah. It's uh, that you're a rebel soldier explains what's about to happen, that you're about to go on this mission. He can't lead the mission. You're going to have to lead the mission. So it's sort of like setting you up for what you're supposed to accomplish when you're in the in the game. Okay. And so you walk in the back and they suit you up with a, an Oculus VR vest. Okay. So you're totally suited up in a vest. Uh, it's pulled tight, snug to your body. And then you put the VR headset on. Now, this isn't like the Sony PlayStation VR headset that you've probably maybe tried on, you know, like Best Buy or something. Mm-hmm. This thing is a full helmet with noise-canceling headphones built okay. in. So when you put this thing on, you can't hear anything but what's but the gameplay and the other three people that you're in with. So you can communicate together. The whole thing is you're working as a team. You have to work as a team to get through this game. Okay. And it's super cool. So they, they walk you. You're all suited up. They take you in this little gray box of a room. It's probably six by six or eight by eight, this little teeny room. And um, they go, okay, lower the visor. You lower the visor. And as you lower it, your, your partners in the game become stormtroopers. So now you're in a full VR experience. All three of you can look all around. You can touch the wall that is like a wall in the Death Star. And when you hold your hand up to touch the wall, you can feel the physical wall, but you're seeing your hand in Stormtrooper armor. 
So you have become a stormtrooper as well. Ah. K2SO, the storyline, I'm not I won't get into too many details, but the storyline is that K2SO is smuggling you into a rebel an imperial base and you have to steal something and okay. there's machinations and there's a MacGuffin there. Uh, but the, so the the ship comes out of light speed and you're landing on Mustafar. <laughs> so immediately you know what's coming, right? So uh. You step, they have you walk through this little maze, and of course, it's this gray room in reality, but to you, it looks like you're walking along a corridor inside of a ship. And you step onto this landing platform, and it takes you from the ship. Now you're floating out over the lava. You can look over and down the edge, and you're like 40 feet above lava. Um, and it's hot, you know, they use like, uh, different, different senses to make you feel like you're actually there. And then you're, you're breaking into the base. Now, the cool thing is you break into the base, you go down in a room and K2SO says, okay, go into that room. Don't touch anything. I'll be right back. And so now you're four stormtroopers standing in the room and there's, there happens to be four stormtrooper blasters on the wall. So what do you do? You pick up a blaster. So now we're all holding guns and you're holding a physical gun. But again, it looks like when you, when you hold it up to your eyes, you can see that it's a stormtrooper blaster and K2 comes back and says, Oh great. I told you not to do anything. And you pick up guns. Now, now the base is alerted of our presence. You're going to have to blast your way back out. So then you walk back down this other hallway and you're ducking behind bunkers and shooting other stormtroopers. And you're, you're interacting with this game. It's just, unbelievably cool and of course at the very end vader comes out kills a bunch of people it's like the hallway scene and at the end of rogue one he's killing everyone and he's about to kill you and then something happens and you escape but spoiler sorry but it is completely immersive you can look everywhere you're walking down hallways and touching things and interacting with the environment uh it's a totally totally unique 3d experience 3D VR experience, and I highly, highly, highly recommend that uh, if you haven't tried it, you need to. It's in downtown Disney. It's in downtown Disney. You don't have to go into Disneyland. Okay. But it is thirty-five bucks. Yeah. But in my opinion, it was worth it. Yeah. It was very cool. All right. Yeah. So you didn't take the kids or anything? It was just you? No, I was off. I was actually, <laughs> I actually went down there. Uh, I, I'm an annual pass holder, so I went into Disneyland. Hmm. I didn't have anything better to do. I'm like, I'm going to go to Disneyland by myself. Nice. And as I was walking out, I'm like, oh, my God, the Void VR. There's nobody here. It was empty. Usually you have to have a reservation, and when it opened up, it was the reservations were two months out. Oh. I walked yeah. right up, and he said, yeah, we can take you right now. And I walked in. Oh, my God. I just did it. That's it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. I've been wondering about that for a while, too, because, uh, uh, you know, it is fairly easy. Like, I looked online at the reservations, and you can pick up reservations pretty much whenever you want. I'm sure they'd prefer if you just not walked up and, and went in. I'm sure they'd be much happier with reservations. But, right. um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think a, a Hive trip may be coming up soon. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Mm. Well, it'll, so it's apparently you, all need, you need team members for the whole thing, so. Mm. The part where you work with your team is... You know that game, like that electronic game, Simon Says, where you have to, you have to uh, tap the the colored buttons in a certain pattern to get yeah. to the next level. Yeah. So you're in a room and you need to open a door, and K2SO is telling you the code, and so the code flashes on these buttons, and one of while the other ones fight off stormtroopers that are trying to kill you, somebody has to type in the code. Mm. I got to type in the code. I just happened to be near the panel. <laughs> And so the, so, you know, I'm trying to do Simon says, and I'm shooting and I'm trying, and it took a few times. It's like, it's kind of stressful because your other teammates are like, come on, get us out of here. You know, and you're trying to do the code. Oh man. It's, it's pretty fun. That's cool. How fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, definitely Hivian worthy. We need a hive trip out there. Yeah. You guys would love it. (laughs) You guys would love it. All right. That Uh, was a lot of pre news to get through. Yeah. So uh, why don't we just jump in and uh, hit on the real news. Here we Let's go. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. 
No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Dave, are you gonna are you gonna make it through this episode? You look like you're dozing off there, buddy. Are you okay? No, I'm here. <laughs> Worked a full day. I, I just didn't, I didn't have a lot to add to a video game I haven't played or a VR experience that I haven't experienced yet. No, I, you had your eyes closed there for a while. I was concerned. <laughs> well, you will get to do that VR, no doubt about it. It's fantastic, um, guys. We had some some news uh, hit hit the airwaves this week about the latest. Well, well, not the latest, but the new live action Star Wars show. Yeah, that's coming. It's called The Mandalorian, and this is StarWars.com. Uh, has the first few images of the Mandalorian. And some information about uh, the live-action series helmed by John Favreau. Uh, production has begun. Uh, Dave Filoni, Star Wars royalty at this point, is uh, directing the first episode. They announced some additional episode uh, directors, including Deborah Chow, who uh, directed some Jessica Jones episodes. I know you guys love that show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially the first season. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Rick... Uh, oh, I'm going to mess this up. Famuwaya. Famuwaya from Dope. Bryce Dallas Howard. Wow. Ron Howard's kid. Really? Ron Howard's kid from Jurassic World. Yeah. Yep. Soulmates. And, and Spider-Man 3. And Spider-Man 3. And, uh, and was in a really good episode of Black Mirror, actually. I oh. liked her episode of Black Mirror. She was... Oh, that one, that one depressed me with the social media phones that everyone yeah. has to carry around. God, yeah. that one caused me to question my own life and uh takiki wakiki from uh a movie a little movie that dave appreciates called thor thor ragnarok hey i respect the guy for not stepping in to take over guardians of the galaxy oh was it was did they offer that to him they, they've asked him okay i was gonna say was that even on the table interesting hmm. uh executive produced by john favreau dave filoni kathleen kennedy and Colin Wilson. So what do you guys think of these images? I really, 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 really like the look of the new armor. It's obviously Mandalorian. It's obviously not Boba Fett. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate that they're, you know, it's not like Boba Fett Jr. Or, you know, the guy who just happened to find Boba Fett's armor. It's actually, you know, a different <laughs> Mandalorian warrior, if you will. Um, I'm glad they went there, and I, I think it looks badass. The helmet's all nice and and chromed looking. The the he's got a different, little bit of different look with the blaster on with with blaster on the hip and the long rifle on the back. Um, and I thought it, I thought it looked really promising. Look yeah. looked very Star Warsy. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he's not as big of a pussy as Boba Fett. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I I agree with uh, Greg, but I'm going to throw this in there. I think he has a little bit of remnants of Boba Fett. There's some color in there. It's it's mm-hmm. desaturated, but I think that there is some feeling of Boba Fett there. However, I want to point out one thing: that rifle that or that long rifle, whatever that thing is, sniper gun on the back, mm-hmm. that looks like the the gun from the uh, two seconds, maybe not even that, of Aura Singh from oh, Episode yeah, One. Yeah, you're right. So I'm curious. She the had a there. She yeah. had a lot of connections in uh, the expanded universe with the Fets and mm-hmm. the bounty hunter scene. So you know, one thing that jumped out at, uh, at me about the armor is that there's not a lot of insignias on it. You know, like Boba Fett had a lot of markings and different insignias on his. Well, and... he had the wheat blade on one. He had the uh, bantha skull, I think, on the shoulder. Yeah, right. But he, this guy does have the little triangle. He's got the blue triangle. Uh, is that a devil's triangle? I don't know. He's got the blue triangle on the left uh, back of his hand. He looks like he likes beer. And is there a something lot. on his play, chest? He plays a lot of drinking games. <laughs> <laughs> trying to move on. Is that is that a that's not a really an insignia, is it? That's more of a. Just I, a I think that's the standard right. chest plate armor. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but even like, are those his fingers? I can't see, but the angle on this, or is it like part of the gloves that they're yellow and green? I can't. Yeah, see. Yeah, I think no, I think it's part of his glove. Okay. But I agree with you, Greg. Really badass, and this dude looks like a big dude. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. want to. I wouldn't want to tussle with him at all. He's pretty badass looking, and that helmet, dude, shiny chrome like that. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 Good. Oh God, I pulled this reference so many times on this show. I'm gonna say it right now. Hmm. 
because I feel like there is some color, like a desaturated Boba Fett color with mm. the red and the green and the gray, I and the yellow and, and green on his gloves right there, mm. he looks like that character from that comic series that I loved, which was uh, the Boba Fett one, um, Twin Engines of Destruction. Oh. The one, the, 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 the guy who takes Peter up the arm. Yeah. What's that? Pornful. Greg, you're, you're getting 3 po would a little bit, buddy. Yeah, sorry, man. Joke was genius too. This would have just died laughing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's just go with that. <laughs> anyway, that character's name was Jodo Cast. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering if there's going to be some remnants of that character involved yeah. in this series because he had a lot to do with the Mandalorians. So. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great image. Uh, I mentioned Kathleen Kennedy. It is worth noting that uh, Kathleen Kennedy recently and uh, Brian from. Uh, from Georgia will appreciate this. Kathleen Kennedy will stay at Lucasfilm for three more years. Hooray. She extended her contract <laughs> um, for an additional three years past whatever the existing limit was. So that doesn't mean that she was about to get axed. It just means that they extended her contract. And this is uh, record reported everywhere, but I'm reading from bleedingcool.com on this one. Dave, did you have a comment? No, I was just going to say, I love the internet trolls and the haters who are like, well, this is clearly just a stay of execution. No, it's not. It's not. It's a three-year contract. Get over yourselves. She's great at her job. She's staying there. People and not, I, for one, am going to stand on the corner and just start chanting, three more years, three more years, <laughs> three more years. People do not get contract extensions if your employer is not happy with you. I'm just saying. True fact. Internet trolls, troll something else. I will say that uh, try Star Trek. This past weekend, Venom's box office hmm. and international box office almost has passed the entire Solo box office for its wow. entire run. Wow! And uh, from my what I've heard, uh, it's it's average. It's not great. Yeah. So uh, I did not. I haven't sounds seen. Sounds like Stormy Daniels. I haven't. Seen... <laughs> I haven't seen Venom, but my kids saw it, and uh, Josh and Sam both gave it high marks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you see it? I haven't. I, I want to see it for one scene only. What's that? There's a closing sequence that I kind of uh, know about. So. Okay. Anyone see Venom this, this weekend or last weekend? Negative, and you know what? I really have no interest in it. The previews have not thrilled me. I'm not a huge fan of the Venom character, so uh, I, I think I'm a hard pass. Oh, okay. Uh, so Venom's... Domestic box office total so far is $98 million, and its total global box office is $225 million. And Solo's entire run? Solo's entire international box office run is $393 million, and its domestic box office is about 214 So that's what it was. The uh, domestic and the international of Venom surpassed the entire domestic of solo okay but the inter- the never mind in one weekend <laughs> in one weekend dave come on the, the, what go go please hello what are we saying here what are we what, what? what nothing what's the point nothing <laughs> that kathleen kennedy Jeez. still has a job there you go she's crushing it whatever all right i'm not a hater out there i just don't think i think she's got to be a little bit more open-minded and i don't know i think she's just making some bad decisions just they're they got their $4 billion worth, so whatever. All right, I take it back. When I say that their international box office is a certain number, that includes the domestic number. I just want to be clear about that. Oh, okay. It's not like you have to add the two numbers together. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just, I'm sorry. I have are, to be clear about that. Yeah, you know what? You have to specify because on – are you on uh, Box Office Mojo? Yeah, I am. They do differentiate if it's mm. domestic, worldwide, or – there's a, there, there's another one that they calculate. Um, I'm looking at the worldwide grosses dollar figure, and then they after that they have a column that says domestic and what percentage is it of the total. Okay. So if it's worldwide box office, that's we're part of the world, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Last time I checked. Uh, well, last time I checked, Trump may have made some changes now that Nikki Haley is out of the UN. That's yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry. We possibly have, have removed us from the world. I'm sure. I'm sure he wants that. Possible. 
We do have Ivanka possibly taking that. that Guys, <laughs> God, what is this? The Electoral College all of a sudden? Um, so yes, my point is Venom has made 225 million worldwide, which includes 98 million here in the states. Okay, got it. Okay. Uh, guys, in addition to The Mandalorian, we got uh, some more news about a coming Star Wars release, and that is a book release. The next big, this is from The Verge, the next big Star Wars book will follow a squadron of rebel pilots hunting down the Empire. Um, Could it be Rogue Squadron? It's not Rogue Squadron, Rogue. which was my guess. Mm. It's Alphabet Squadron, is what they're calling it. Okay. Um... So this is uh, during the Star Wars publishing panel earlier today at New York Comic Con. What's the date on this? This is October 5th. This is a Kathleen Kennedy thing, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, Random House Books announced that Alexander Freed will be writing a new novel called Alphabet Squadron, which will focus on, quote, rebel pilots hunting down Imperials. Anyone familiar with um, uh, Alexander Freed? I am not. No? No. Dave. Sounds like this series is going to be about pilots sitting around eating soup. <laughs> I was going to say, who's leading up Alphabet Squadron? Is mm. it the Count? And uh... <laughs> you know, it's funny you mention that, Scott, oh, no. because I are they, so are they hunting for escaped Imperials in South America? That's my only question. So, Dave. <laughs> uh, I, so, interestingly, I have some contacts. Uh oh. I I I haven't shared this before tonight, but I have some contacts. At Lucasfilm. Do you? And they were able to well Okay, I'll just I'll just come out with it. They they put me in touch with John Williams. Oh. Who's my. working on the score for this. For for Alphabet? For this book, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. He's actually drafting a score, a musical score that's gonna be released along with the book. I think that's impressive that they're gonna give you sheet music to read along with the book. No, it's not sheet music, it's an actual recording, Dave. I've got and I'm I don't, I don't know. Should I play this? You should play it. All right. This is an exclusive. All right. Exclusive to the Wretched Hive. Oh. We're going to get in so much trouble. For I this. love this. I love We've this. We've got an exclusive first take. Hey, Johnny, baby. We're good with you, man. This is John Williams' first draft. It's, a, it's a, Okay, it's a rough draft. Okay. It's just a rough cut, but it's the rough draft of John Williams' score <laughs> for Star Wars Alphabet Squadron. Star Wars. Alphabet! A is for... A little short for a stormtrooper. Huh? B is for... Ben! C is for... Chewing. B for... Doing. Om nom nom. Alphabet Squadron. Dude, you've been putting it in work and not telling anybody. <laughs> Alphabet Squadron, people. So what, what was... I'm just curious. I think John's been... What in what took what took more time, the Scott Watch intro or this? <laughs> oh, the Scott Watch intro took so much more time. Oh, really? What are you talking about? That's exclusive from <laughs> John, John Williams. That this was a this was a you know, thirteen minute hack job. That's why I was late to start the show. Tonight. Oh my god! Anyway, exclusive on exclusive to the Wretched Hive podcast. <laughs> Star Wars Alphabet. <laughs> Alphabet Squadron. No, but seriously, this is legit, though. The book is called Alphabet Squadron. It's right here. I'm not lying. I know. I see this. And uh, by Alexander Freed coming out. When is it coming out? Soon. I can't. I'm, I'm oh, so, sorry. I'm putting Kathleen Kennedy at the front on this one. So that sounds this, ridiculous. This is me. particularly cool because... Um, you know, Rogue Squadron was a very, very popular book series, and I, I want another book series on, on Next Wing Squadron. I want more. Can I propose this? Let's just propose this right now. Yeah. You're, you're in this universe. Let's, let's jump into the fantasy of this for a minute. And you have the opportunity. You're, you're the best pilot. You're going to be a pilot. Like Han Solo. Solo says it like 27 times in the movie, besides mm. putting his hands on his hips all the time. You have the opportunity to go into two squadrons. Yeah. You have Rogue Squadron mm -hmm. or Alphabet Squadron. Mm -hmm. What do you go for? Now, if you have kids, you might want to hang out at the Alphabet scene. Which more? Ha which one has more uh, hot girls in it? 
so far what we've seen and what we know, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Rogue. Squadron. All right, I'll go Rogue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And right. the cool robots that are real snarky. You know, it's funny also that you, you mentioned Rogue Squadron, Scott, because um, there there are books and then there are audio books. No, I'm on it tonight. And if you want to read or listen to Rogue Squadron oh, yes. for free, this for is free, actually, this is a great series. You guys can do that. Just go to audible.com, the internet's number one source of audio content. Outside of the Wretched Hive podcast for right. Star Wars news and information. But if you want a Star Wars book, you're going to go to audible.com and you can go and download at audible.com Star Wars The X Wing Series Volume 1 Rogue Squadron. It's so damn good. For free. And I've got a sample of Rogue Squadron right now. This is, um, again, audible.com Star Wars The X Wing Series Volume 1 Rogue Squadron. Have a listen. ...to a wide turn and locked the S-foils into attack position as he flew out toward the war spot. Green one engaging. Whistler announced the appearance of three TIE bombers, then brought the sound up as two TIE fighters joined them. Whistler, tag the bombers as targets one, two, and three. As the R-2 unit complied with that order, Corrin pushed shield power full to front and brought his laser targeting program up on the main monitor. If you want to download Rogue Squadron, you can do that right now for free. And you know what? Actually, it's not—it's free to you, but it's not free. But we're going to pick it up. The Wretched Hive Podcast will pay your way. All you need to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's audibletrial.com forward slash hive right now to sign up and download your free trial and your free audio book. What a bunch of great guys we are. That's right. We're, it's on us. Damn straight we are. You see, my friends here are a perfect example of the combined talents of the Wretched Hive Podcast. Ridiculous. We are influencing James Cameron. We are. I think we are. Eat a you-know-what, blue cats. Jesus, I would happily watch The Clone Wars on a repeating loop than have to watch True Detective Season 1 again. Festering pile of nonsense. I don't know how inebriated on a scale of 1 to however much these guys are I am tonight, but I'm getting there. Glenn Fry was the most egotistical jerk out of all of them. What an asshole. There's a good possibility what? that Nico is torquing a moonfish. There's a problem with our country, okay? And it's Chewbacca mom. That's the problem. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Can we just get back to the show, please? Okay. Pay the bills. Move on to some <laughs> other things. Now, Guys, we have to, we do have to cover this really quick. Uh, <laughs> Jefferson this. Airplane co-founder. <laughs> what are you laughing? I'm this sorry, man, I knew this would come up, and you know why? I'm, I know, I'm I'm sad. <laughs> Jefferson Airplane co-founder Marty Balin died. What do you think killed him, guys? What do you think killed him? The white rabbit. <laughs> he was 76. And um, this is uh, reading from. Well, this is actually uh, a tweet um, from Glenn Fry. From Glenn Fry. <laughs> it's uh, San Jose Mercury News. Uh, San Francisco native and founding member of psychedelic rock band Jefferson Airplane, Marty Balin, died at 76, as representatives told Rolling Stone. Now, you might be wondering, why in the world is a Star Wars podcast covering the death of a rock and roll artist from Jefferson Airplane? Well... Jefferson Airplane has a key role in the Star Wars universe. Oh, you damn right! I, I was I was actually wondering why this guy has representatives. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you why he has representatives because not only was a huge it was Jefferson Airplane and Jefferson Starship, yes, a huge band. Uh, they were actually in the Star Wars Holiday Special. That's right. And um, and I have a little clip here. This is an Imperial officer. Staring at a gray box, listening to this. Oh, yeah. As long as it's not Diane Carroll. That's right. Get your lighters out. Jefferson Starship. Oh, those effects. Oh, my God. Purple, purple lighting effects. Did you see the mouse? The Mickey Mouse. Oh, yeah. I saw the mouse. Yeah. 
Anyway, we don't have to play much. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll stop right there. Yeah, we'll stop right Listening there. Listening to that makes me feel like there's no way out. <laughs> I, was, I was I was hoping that there would be uh, more to that song, actually. Oh, dear. Oh, all right. That, that song is... Uh, oh, we cut it off right before the vocals, too. Yeah. What is... <laughs> what is he singing it to? Seriously. Dig it! Okay, <laughs> that's really funny. Oh, yeah. Cue this up. I'll share the video with you guys. When he starts singing the microphone... <laughs> yeah... That's not phallic or anything. No, that's that's a uh, European microphone. That's right. <laughs> it like it was circumcised. Ooh, oh, what, my God. Um, all right. So let's see. Boy, we're making our way down the news. We are on fire. And, um, oh, okay. There's this story here on Geek Tyrant. Geekytyrant.com. Will Star Wars Episode Nine feature an ultra-powerful Luke Skywalker? And Nico, I think... Nico shared this on our thread, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, this uh, this story says, A lot of Star Wars fans can't wait to see what J.J. Abrams delivers in Star Wars Episode Nine. One of the most excited aspects for fans about the film is that Mark Hamill will return as Luke Skywalker. Uh, Nico, is Mark Hamill going to return as Luke in Episode Nine? Yes. <laughs> is there any doubt? <laughs> no. You get Nico, 40 more seconds, buddy. That's all you got to do. We got this covered. Let's go. So, it, okay, will he be a Force ghost or will he be a living being in the Star Wars universe? As this I, Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say as this article implies, is he going to be this ultra Jedi? That's going to be That's a That's an interesting twist. What do you think, Nico? I think he's going to learn how to call down Force lightning like Yoda did. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can see that Force Ghosts already, you know, it's canon, it's in the movie, can, you know, um, they can they can manipulate things in the physical world right? through their Force Ghosts. So, yeah, I mean, he's been, he's not been sitting on a, a sacred Jedi island, you know, basically alone for however long he was there, you know, Torquing a moonfish and drinking blue milk straight from the tea. Yeah, you know? we, we saw that. He yeah. was torquing a moonfish on the island. You know, Nico doesn't it, doesn't Yoda whack Luke with his cane? Yeah, he hits yeah. him in the head and then calls down lightning. Like, yeah. By yeah. The, by the way, why does Yoda? Why does Force Ghost Yoda even have a cane? Will you explain that to me? <laughs> what the hell? He can float around. Wait, physical the, the physical Luke Skywalker has to is able to float above a rock yes. and project himself across an entire universe. But yes. Yoda, the ghost, still needs a cane. God, apparently they can't do hip replacements and a for rock to sit Star on. He can't even like sit in air. I mean, come on, ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So there you have it, Nico's prediction. We will see Luke. Uh, he will be a Nico's, Nico's prediction. <laughs> We're going to see Luke Skywalker in the movie, even though they already announced that Mark Hamill was part yeah. of the cast of the movie. So Nico, Nico is yeah, really Nico, going out on a limb with this Nico one. Nico has mm-hmm. called it wretched Bold life choice, sir. Bold I'm choice. I want her to hear first. <laughs> Nico, I'm going to add to your prediction, man. I want to see Luke come flying in like, mm. uh, what's his name, from uh, Mortal Kombat. I want to see him with glowing lightning bolt eyes, <laughs> lightning hair, come flying in. Uh, what's it? Raiden from uh, Mortal Kombat. You know the character's name? Raiden. Yeah. Wow. What okay. the hell? What? It, it, You're a nerd. Who was the actor? I was thinking more like the dude from like Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. Mm. Oh, that's even better. Solid. I like that. I mean, I think what would be really cool <laughs> to see, because we never got to see it actually happen on screen. Mm-hmm. Is- sex. <laughs> I mean, also, but I would love to see Luke pull a lightsaber and fight Kylo Out of his pants. as. <laughs> what is going on? And oh, you guys wonder the, where's why the I porn music? Talk to you in this. Sorry, finish I, your thought, Nico. Don't yeah, listen yeah. to him. I think it'd be cool to see Luke fight Kylo, but as a ghost. Pull out his lightsaber and actually cross blades with Kylo Ren. Yeah. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> <laughs> We're surrounded by assholes. 
Yeah, uh, more this, this is why this is why he disappears from the show for six months at a time. Guys. <laughs> like, I, was, I was about to say he's questioning whether he should have ever come back. You should not have come back, you sons of bitches. Oh, it's my a, God. It happens. Yeah, but that was my prediction. Okay. All right. Okay. He he. So will... he would become. I, I have just... a prediction. I have a prediction for the movie. The words "Episode Nine" will appear in the opening crawl. <laughs> what? Fake news. See, Fake. See, with Luke, with Luke being a Force ghost, though, I I full on get it. Like a Spaceballs vibe, you know, when like Lone Star is holding Dark Helmet just by the by his head, and 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 Dark Helmet swinging his lightsaber back and forth and can't reach him. I can just imagine Luke being a Force ghost and Kylo doing the same thing to him. You know, just swinging it back and forth and not being able to hit him. You know, we're we're talking about we're talking about doing our first our first movie review of A New Hope for our first movie that we uh, that we review. We should actually do Spaceballs. That's what we should do. Oh man, oh <laughs> so good. There's so much in that movie. God. So much to unpack in that movie. Dark yeah. Helmet. Seriously. Our review of Rocky Five <laughs> Thousand. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, okay, Greg, I, we've we've got to move on, and you've uh, you've got to cover. We've got to talk about this, the Lost Empire Strikes Back documentary that you shared. How the hell did you find this, and how the hell have I not seen this before? Now? I will take no credit for finding it. Um, I, I, I'm a member, and I think you guys are too. On Facebook, there's a, a Facebook group, a Star Wars group on Facebook called Docking Bay 94, obviously referencing the oh. Docking Bay on Tatooine where the Millennium Falcon was parked. Right. I'm, so glad that, I'm so glad that's where you went with that reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We are yeah. a Star Wars podcast. Get your mind out of the gutter. We're way past uh, episode 69. Sad to say, out. out of the 37, <laughs> out of the 37 Facebook groups that are Star Wars related that I am a part of. In a row? In a row, Docking Bay 94 is not one of them. All right, so, so Greg, continue. This would stop at 37. What a shocker. <laughs> um, anyway, somebody on there posted this, and I picked it up, and I saw it, and I uh, went home and watched it that night. I, I, I sent it out to you guys, and I told you I thought it would be worth an hour of your time. Um, yeah. I hadn't actually watched it at that point. I went home and watched it, and oh my god, I was blown away. I was blown away. There's not much talking in this documentary. There's really not, but there's so much to see in this documentary that it's just amazing if you like the history of Star Wars and really the history of special effects in movies too. Okay, so I need to I need to ask you a couple questions, Greg. So you've had a chance to see the whole thing now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have not had the opportunity yet. And won't go into reasons why, but I can't wait to see this. It's something I have not seen yet. Um, Scott, you need you need to go home and watch it tonight. I know, I know, I totally feel you, man. And uh, what what I wanted to ask you was, so do you know some backstory on this? Like who directed this? It looks like this, the shot that I'm seeing looks like somebody with a camera, like a really old either a VHS camera or even an old 16 or super eight. It's got that feel to it. Yeah. And you, you know, I am sorry. I don't, I don't know the history of the documentary itself. Okay. I know it was produced in 1980 and I think it aired in England. So I think it's an English production. Oh, sweet. Um, or maybe, or maybe 80 or 81. Um, so, so, and it's with people on the set of, during filming, during filming in Norway, during filming at Pinewood, oh. uh, during filming at um, in Los Angeles when they were still based out of Van Nuys before yeah. they had moved up to Northern California. That's amazing. Because it was it's, during this film incredible. they did that, right? It was somewhere around this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, but they made they made the move from from Van Nuys to Marin County somewhere yeah. like eighty one, eighty two before Jedi. Um, there's lots of interviews with gary kurtz there's lots of interviews with Irvin kirshner uh there are lots of interviews with uh the principal cast members um the 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 cast member interviews look like press junkets though they really do kind of look like press junkets they're not they don't look like they were put together for the documentary there is i don't think a single interview with george lucas Uh not one wow so, Greg, yeah. you mentioned that there are uh, there are, is an interview with uh, Irvin Kirshner, and I've isolated a clip here. This is uh, 
We're at YouTube.com. This is The Lost Empire Strikes... And Lost is in quotes. The, quote, Lost, unquote, Empire Strikes Back documentary by Michael Parbo, parentheses 1980, from YouTube.com. This is Irvin Kirshner talking about directing The Empire Strikes Back. I accepted to do the film because I love the idea of doing a fairy tale. Um, doing something imaginative doing something that children would love. And that gives me, uh, the idea gives me great pleasure. Some people call it science fiction. I don't even consider it science fiction. I consider it a fairy tale. In science fiction, uh, you're very concerned about leaving a spaceship on a planet because there may not be oxygen or the gravitational force is not the same as on Earth or not what your body's adjusted to. And so you must uh, take all that into consideration, or it's considered very poor science fiction. It's fairy tale. That's the environment. That's the context. But you can literally do anything. And if I believe it while I'm doing it, the audience tends to believe it too. So that's Irvin Kirshner. And I, you know, I've had that argument with Trek fans in the past that the two are are almost not equatable because Star Wars is fantasy. It's science fantasy, not science fiction, and there's a big difference. Right. Star Trek is science fiction. Star Wars, science fantasy. And um, I wonder if... I, I'm not sure... I don't think that was my original idea, and maybe I saw this somewhere along the way, but I don't remember it. It's so good. Um Really great find, Greg, and, and thanks so much for sharing that with our group, and we'll put these this up in the show notes. Again, YouTube, The Lost Empire Strikes Back documentary. Good stuff. Yeah, you know, the part that really hit me the most, and, and maybe it's just because I like all this nerdy shit, but, it, you know, somewhere at about the 35, 40-minute mark, there's about a 5, 10-minute stretch where they're talking to the guys back in Van Nuys about developing the special effects, and and really what they are doing is, is designing how special effects worked for the next 30 years, basically, up until really you could computer-generate scenes and characters and, and situations uh, without the need for practical models. They designed all the the programs that would run the cameras so they could recreate shots with multiple uh, images. So they would, they would film a, a shot with the Millennium Falcon and then a film with an asteroid when they're in, ast in the asteroid belt and another asteroid and another asteroid and then they would stack all those all those frames together basically to create the p composite image it's it was amazing it really was amazing to see to watch these guys just have to do it piece by piece by piece and figure this stuff out and make it all work it's yeah. it's it's history it's film history what i love about that is you so all that's live like right then and there mm -hmm. and this isn't mm -hmm. a in hindsight in retrospect this is the moment that it was happening at that time and they're being interviewed when this, you can't look back 30 years and kind of make up new terminology and stuff. This was how they, that you were saying, you're, they're creating special effects that would go on for another 30, 40 years. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, seriously, the, the, the behind the scenes from A New Hope, when those guys are sitting in the parking lot in, uh, in mm. Van Nuys, when they're, they have the models, the Blowing battleship. The Death Star. Right. And mm -hmm. they, they're talking about how they just bastardized these uh, giant models of, of battleships you could go buy at like uh, KB Toys and whatever else was available at the time, and did they built the exterior of the Death Star out of that? Yeah. And and these guys were showing you how you could do this on your own, and they, they were sitting in a parking lot with a bunch of old trucks and cars parked there, and a motorcycle, and the guys were lighting stuff on fire. I'm like, we had friends that did that back then, and we could have been special effects guys, but instead we were just blowing up stuff on our street. But whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was blowing up uh, model airplanes. Yeah. I'd, I'd light a few, light a, a firecracker, oh, throw yeah. the airplane. <laughs> oh yeah, it's good stuff. But it's yeah, new. but if you're listening, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to talk to the listeners for a second and not to you guys. If you're listening to this podcast, um, you know we'll we'll put the link on all of our social media um, because it really, really is. If you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously a fan. It's worth it's worth an hour of your time to go back and watch this. It's an amazing, amazing piece of film history. That's great. Yeah. Great find. And yes. thank you, Docking Bay 94 And thank you, Greg, for sharing with us. Yeah. Good, good, good stuff. 
Guys, that's all the news I got. Let's do this. It's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Yeah! Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, what do you got for us this week? This week, guys, you know, we've had a plethora. We thought we were going to be slowing down on news, but there's so much happening that's happening right now. We didn't even talk about Star Wars Resistance, which I don't think any of us watched, but Star Wars Resistance premiered uh, this past week. So hopefully we'll get a chance to catch up on that and update you guys, you all. But, you know, while we're doing all that, the Twitter stuff has kind of slowed down. So I'm going back to Very Lonely Luke from uh, about a week or so ago. It says, why didn't I take R2 with me to the island? The constant beeping. It's like talking to an alarm clock. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. All right. Wow. BLL. He's got a book to promote. Jokes are not great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Is that it? Who's eating? Someone's eating something. <laughs> Potter. <laughs> Look like you're op- sound like you're opening a Twinkie. <laughs> Nothing. He's not even going to admit anything. All right, fine. Tell him about the Twinkie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look like you're opening dogs and a- cats living together. Mass hysteria. What about the tween? <laughs> <laughs> Start quoting Ghostbusters. That's when I know it's time to get the hell out. One of the greatest comedies of all time. Is that top ten? Almost as good as Ghostbusters 2. Oh. But not quite. (laughs) It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Oh, man. Well, if you've ever seen a movie that's as good as Ghostbusters 2, give us a call and let us know which one it was. 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. H-I-V-E, in case you can't spell hive. Goddamn right it is. You can... Well played, Sam. Goddamn right. Uh, you can uh, download the Wretched app on the uh, Apple App Store. Um, that would make me very, very happy. You can also go to the interwebs and find us at www.thewretchedhive.net on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. You can find us on Instagram think we're on instagram very often but if you want to follow us there and see two pictures a year that we post it's uh <laughs> the wretched hive 77 uh we're on facebook mostly and twitter at wretch hive pod you know guys i haven't i've been neglectful to mention we're part of a podcast network oh yeah. and that's at uh it's www.figure8.com that's figure with an eight the g is an eight figure with an eight Gotcha. Figure spelled with an eight. .com. Not, a, not an eight after figure. And uh, there you can find a link to our other show that we do called The Electoral College. Nice. So check it you out. You should listen to that podcast. It's really good. Well, one of the guys is really good. The other guy is just, just on the show. I know. <laughs> yeah. Dave needs to start pulling his weight on that show. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> guys, episode 72 is in the books. Final thoughts. I need. I'm, I'm sad I didn't watch uh, Resistance. I need to go back and do that. I should have done that. I failed you guys miserably. Yeah, you failed me for the last time. But you know what? We need to go back and and uh, and listen to that and prepare to talk about that next week. True. All right. True or in that. two weeks. Or in two weeks when we're next on the airwaves. Guys, have a great couple of weeks. We'll see you in two weeks. And until then, may the force be with us all. Fuck his anus. <laughs> <laughs>